0: Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. I'm Darren Hefty. We're going to be talking about biological, or as we like to call them, natural products and their uses in agriculture on today's program. We'll also be taking your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD, or you can email us radio at agphd.com. When you think about natural products, it's something I know. Brand and I have been using for a long time on our farm, and it goes back to using soybean inoculants when we were younger. Um, I, I remember helping Dad mix up soybean inoculants on soybean seed, and uh, opening liquid jugs of inoculant in those days was kind of hit or miss. I remember we'd have some jugs that we would set off to the side and return to the supplier because they smelled like manure. And my dad said, if you smelled jugs that smell like manure, that means the bugs are dead uh, when it comes to rhizobia bacteria. So he said, we're going to take those back and we'll just use the ones that are good. And in those days they weren't too specific on what strains of rhizobia bacteria were in the jug. They just had rhizobia bacteria. And the jugs were always labeled for uh, at the end of the season they were no good anymore. They, They just didn't have good technology to keep things alive for a long time and Man, have we come a long ways from, from that point. Now, there are still some natural products that do smell like manure or worse. And uh, they will often tell you, uh, the companies will often tell you, hey, this one's going to smell bad. It doesn't necessarily mean the bugs are dead. There are some different things out there that, that we're doing now in this naturals field. But that's where it began for us is with rhizobia bacteria. Then we moved into uh, QuickRits was probably our first real major Natural product that we were using, and that's been, goodness, I'm just going to guess 15 years ago, but time goes so fast, who knows how long it's really been. Uh, it's been a long time, though, and we used a lot of quick roots on, on our seed, and we really saw nice gains on that. It was one strain of bacteria and one strain of fungi, and it was really the first company that we knew that was on the bacillus Um That's a, a microbe that we see a lot of different types of bacillus amyloliquefaciens out there, a lot of different strains or however you would um, term that. But we see many products now that have a bacillus amyloliquefaciens in them. So that's something we had used that for a long time. And uh, getting a bacteria and a fungi to work together at the time quickrits came out was revolutionary, and uh, it, it was a game-changer. We saw pretty consistent, positive results. Now, sometimes we saw more yield gain than others – But we definitely saw a difference in root growth, definitely saw a difference in how that plant was throughout the season. And uh, I talked about it a lot. I remember the early years of our radio show here. It's been nine years now, so it's been a long time. Uh, But in the early years of our radio show, and I know on TV we definitely talked about this, that it's important to get out there and do some digging and cut some plants open, just analyze anything you can look at. Are the leaves a little bit bigger Uh, Is the plant a deeper, darker green? Are the stalks broader? Are are they stronger? Uh, Is the root system bigger? Are there more root hairs? All of those things come into play with how we're going to see these natural products work. And when you find out what the product is that you're going to use and what it's going to do, then you get out there and you look for it. You take pictures, do root digs, those types of things. Because I remember one of the first years that I was looking at quick roots with a farmer down in Nebraska. It was his first time trying it. And he got hailed out. And I had been down on his farm just a couple of weeks before the hail. And I remember at that time, he's like, well, uh, this, this seals it up for me. I'm definitely going to use that again next year. And I said, what do you like? He goes, I clearly see my roots. I clearly see a better plant there. But, of course, we got hailed out. And so he never got to see what the yield difference was, if anything. And still the next year, he's like, well, I already know because we went out and looked. And that's what I would suggest for you, too. You never know what's going to happen with weather. Last year, or this last growing season here, we saw the rains completely quit for some farmers. And they had things that looked great in the field. And in the end, it really didn't matter because they didn't get any moisture. And they never finished the crop out. Uh, other guys were ready to give up on the crop and then they caught some late season rains and they saw some big gains on some of these natural products. So you, you just never know. That's why it's important to be out there looking throughout the season. Now the fun things that we're working with and, and how far we've come from rhizobia bacteria and quick uh Now we're looking at things like fungal endophytes. So they're fungal species that live inside the plant and require the plant to be alive for them to continue living. And I I think about just, you know, our own human bodies and how we have microbes that live inside of us. And, um, you know, if you ever are uh, in a position where you have to take chemotherapy or you do something that, that kills off a lot of bugs in your system, uh, you know how important they are and, and how long it takes you to get back to normal. if, if those bugs uh, ever go away. So it's the same thing with plants. When you've got fungal endophytes, in this case, that, that are helping that plant out, uh, products like heat shield uh, that have fungal endophytes in them, man, they really stood out this year when we get hot, when we get dry and we saw cooler plants, I mean, literally sticking a thermometer into the plant and seeing that it's a cooler temperature than the plants in the next row over that didn't have the treatment. It was, it was pretty amazing. And those kinds of things really gave a positive response on a year where it was too hot and too dry for many farmers. Um, there are other countries and other other places around the world that are ahead of us in some of the, the natural fields. And, you know, it's something that we have to look at is what's going to happen in, in other countries. I just saw today a news release that, um, that Bayer had bought out a, a company in Germany that was – making really good progress on some different natural products and that's cool i mean it's neat that there are lots and lots of companies out there working on it all over the world trying to help us as farmers grow better crops more consistent crops and survive some of these tough conditions we certainly saw a natural stand out in salty areas saline soils sodic soils those kinds of things where it's really hard to grow anything and if we can find the right naturals, the right things in nature that are going to turn those situations around and put them in close proximity to our crops, it could be a really good thing. So we'll talk about biological or natural products on today's Ag PhD radio program. We'll take your calls and questions throughout at 844-44-AG-PHD. Stay tuned.
1: AgroLiquid is precision crop nutrition. That means being committed to product performance, to research and field testing, and to superior agronomics. Most of all, AgroLiquid is committed to delivering precisely the right nutrition in the right way, including seed-safe planter plus side dress applications and foliar applications with low burn risk. AgroLiquid, apply less, expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com.
0: listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking about biological, or as we like to call them, natural products. And we're taking your calls and questions throughout the show today at 844-44-AG-PHD. Let's head over to North Carolina first. We'll start off with Kelly Liberator with Ag Biome. Kelly, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, when you think about these biological or natural products, I know we read a lot about companies that are developing different products and doing a lot of research. Certainly your company falls into that category, but to have products already on the market is pretty exciting too. And and seeing some of the difference that some of those products are making is really cool as well. So uh, Kelly, what do we need to understand about this biological or natural market to start with?
3: Yeah. You know um, I, I think this is an important market and what, what attracts ag biome is that we can, partner with that microbial world to develop solutions that are innovative but also really necessary um, and be able to partner with them to help growers produce safe abundant crops that really help feed the world responsibly and that's part of our core mission. You
0: know, there are so many different things that farmers can do and so many different ways that crops are produced. We're always looking for a solution to a disease we're fighting or a tough weather condition or a tough soil condition. And to think that we're going to have hard chemistry to do all those things and that that would be the best in every situation is crazy. We, we definitely need to work with nature and, and work with things that are out there. Um, what are some of the tough situations or, or tough uh, diseases or bugs or, or things that, that you're working on fighting right now?
3: Yeah, so one of the unique things about AgBiome is that through our platform called Genesis, we have one of the largest microbial library, and all of those microbes are completely genetically sequenced. So this enables us, as you said, to really target uh, microbes within that library to select those that are going to give us the best efficacy on whatever that target disease or other pest might be. Um, in our portfolio today, we've got uh, three products, the the first being howler fungicides. So this has been on the market for a couple of years now. Um, really, really strong on rhizoctonia, botrytis, uh, botrysperia, monolinea, pathogens like that. Um, also, this summer, we got registration for Thea Fungicide, which is our, our second product in our portfolio. And this is really a great complement to Howler and really has strengths in things like powdery mildew and downy mildew. And then just recently, we got EPA registration for Ascendo Fungicide, which is our first uh, conate which means it's a mixture of both biological and synthetic. So being able to um, strengthen and broaden the spectrum of the disease control while also providing a solution for things like resistance management. So within that, we're able to target a lot of these different diseases that impact our specialty crops and other crops, as well as provide solutions for resistance management and growers who are looking to diversify their disease control programs. And and as you said, we need to utilize all of the tools that we have available, and these uh, biological products and Conates are one of those tools that we can use.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I know we've had a chance to to utilize some of these products already on our farm. And uh, like Howler, for example, you, you mentioned Rhizactonia. That's just a huge issue for so many growers. And while you may use some hard chemistry in the program, having Howler to add to that mix... Uh, could be a really good complement and, like you say, help with resistance management because it seems like we're seeing a new pesticide all the time. Oh, here's another resistance. Here's another resistance. Uh, and nature is just going to keep out outsmarting us on those things. So utilizing nature to our advantage is a good thing, too.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things about Howler and Thea, for instance, is that they are, you um, they do have multiple modes of action. So, unlike some products that are single site, um, and if there's mutation at that single site, you can have resistance, uh, the multiple modes of action means that there's a much less likelihood of developing resistance because you're actually impacting that disease in multiple ways.
0: You know, you mentioned the the large microbial library that you have, and I think that is really cool. And I, I know just in talks with, with other folks with AgBiome, uh, by the way, we're speaking with Kelly Liberator here with AgBiome, if you're just tuning in. Uh, we, we've talked to other folks in your in your company that have just talked about that microbial library and all the work that goes into gathering microbes Literally from all over. And I know we hear about just in a handful of soil, how many microbes are in there. And I I don't think we're even close. I think there's even more to think how many are around the world and how many we could potentially understand. It's, uh, it's intimidating.
3: Absolutely, and it's very um, cool to me how you know, the, the founders and, and the folks within the company and within AgBiome have gone out and collected microbes from all over the world to bring into this collection to be able to, again, utilize those that are, that are already in the soil and helping uh, boost yields and do all of the great things that we see. It's just about harnessing that power and being able to identify the, the right ones as part of our Genesis pl- platform. You
0: mentioned genetically sequencing these, these uh, microbes. Um, when you're looking at, at different microbes out there, I know we, we are very familiar with bacteria and fungi and nematodes and some of the things that we see out there. But I'm imagining there are a whole bunch of different species and, and types of microbes that uh, the average person doesn't even know exists.
3: With over a hundred thousand um, in in our collection, you're absolutely right. I mean, both within our collection and just in nature, um, there you know there's countless different uh, species out there, and uh, I think as an industry, we've probably only just scraped the surface of of what could be utilized uh, for developing further traits or um, crop protection products.
0: You know, I think about aerobic microbes versus anaerobic microbes and one of the things that we're always focused on is trying to uh, make sure we have good soil tilth and make sure that we have a good amount of air in our soil how much can we help these microbes that uh that we may be adding or or the ones that are out there in nature how much can we help just with our farming practices
3: you know that's a good question and and i don't know that um that I can, you know, provide a great answer to that, but I, but I do think it's important to be utilizing any of the strategies that we have, whether it is around tillage or around um, utilizing different types of crop protection tools, um, like the biologicals that may have less of an impact on. Uh, the microbes that you have in your soil, um, and helping uh, to create a really healthy soil environment for your crops. So there's, uh, I think every practice that we do and that we implement does ultimately have the potential to impact our soil health, and it's about uh, choosing to um, implement those practices and use uh, those kind of strategies that can help increase the health.
0: Well, soil health is certainly a hot topic in agriculture right now, and it's fitting as we're looking at biological or natural products, natural microbes in many cases that, that are out there in soils that we find that can help our crops do better, uh, that, that we're kind of tying that all in together. And uh, we're talking with Kelly Liberator here with Ag Biome, and I'm sure many of you have heard about Howler fungicide or fungicide, but there are more products coming because with a, a, just a massive microbial library, uh, the possibilities here are endless. So, Kelly, thank you so much. Really appreciate you talking a little about what you do and and getting us revved up here for, for natural product discussion today.
3: All right, wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: You bet. Of course, our phone lines are open, too. If you want to talk about natural products or if you've got any other agronomic question, it's 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can always email us, radio at agphd.com. And I think one of the things there that I was just thinking as I was talking with Kelly is just about uh, that many of these microbes are, and most of these microbes that we're working with are aerobic and they need oxygen. And in our soils, if we've got good drainage, if we have our calcium high enough that there's plenty of pore space and Uh, We can fight off compaction on our farms. It's, I mean, you could say eliminate compaction, but you're just never going to totally eliminate it. But you do all those things to make sure we get plenty of air in the soil. It can only serve to help these, these microbes out. Talk more about natural products after this.
4: Are you combining around weed patches, waiting for weeds to dry down, or tired of spring burndown failures? Save time, nutrients, and moisture by including a Valor herbicide brand in your fall burndown program. Valor provides excellent residual control of tough weeds, including kochia, marestail, prickly lettuce, dandelion, plus suppression of bromes. Proactive, effective weed resistance management starts in the fall. Get a clean start for your next season with Valor herbicide brands. Always read and follow label directions.
1: It came on a night like any other Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from environmental tillage systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com.
5: Get maximum spray drift control with Pentair Hypro Ultra Low Drift Max Nozzles. The ideal nozzle for dicamba and 240 applications, providing up to 95% drift reduction. Ensure you get the best coverage on hard-to-hit targets. Learn more at Pentair.com Hypro.
0: If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, do you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com.
2: Did you know that more than 50 weed species will survive the winter? Get a jump start on spring with a fall burn down herbicide plan. Weed control in fall provides big benefits including more flexibility, less need for tillage and a stronger start come planting. New Farm offers a strong lineup of proven herbicides to reduce the weed seed bank and protect your crop from harvest to canopy. Go to newfarmcom fall fallburndown 2022 to learn more.
0: back you're listening to ag phd radio yeah it's really interesting looking at some of these different naturals that are out there on the market today we think about microbes but certainly organic acids uh i don't know the list goes on and on about about things that that we could be looking at in terms of naturals on on our farm one of the things that we've seen too is a lot more talk around humic and fulvic acid and Uh, Just some of the different ways farmers are utilizing those to help push nutrition into plants and and try and feed microbes around those plants, those types of things. When we think about organic matter in our soils and, and just our soils naturally producing humics and fulvics out there. Uh, those those are certainly things that if you're putting them in higher concentrations at the right time in the right place they can they can help you out too um, I think about last year um, fungicide applications that growers are making and I know we're talking about beneficial fungi as well uh, but when we see some of those negative, um, biologicals that are out there uh, negative pathogens uh, that that's a, a big issue too and so many of these like we were just talking about a couple of natural fungicides uh, it's kind of interesting when you can get a fungal species that will fight off or fend off another fungal species that kind of stuff is uh, we're going to hear more and more about it no doubt about it going forward i got Justin Clark with us right now with BASF to talk a little about biologicals and naturals Justin how you doing
6: Good. How are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. You know, I, I started off the show saying, well, we've been using naturals pretty much my whole life because we were using inoculants. And uh, a lot of guys don't think about those as falling in this category, but it certainly is. We've got rhizobia bacteria that, that help legume crops produce their own nitrogen. And that's, that's pretty fantastic to, to help us grow crops. So there, there are a lot of simple things that don't have to be super expensive that fall in this biological or, or natural product category.
6: That's right. I'd like to think around here that the uh, rhizobial inoculant is kind of the first in the original biological, right? kind of started to craze uh, way back when. And I guess it's one thing for everybody to remember whenever we're talking about soybeans, they get the majority of their nitrogen requirement from that symbiotic relationship with that rhizobia bacteria forming those uh, nodules below ground on the root system that provide that slow movement of that nitrogen up and that nitrogen that crop needs throughout the growing season. So it's a really complex relationship, but it's really cool. And, and like you said, kind of the original biological. So uh, we're, we're always excited about rhizobia around here at ASF.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And and the technology has come so far to find the best strains of rhizobia and uh, produce them because I know some of the old inoculants out there were not tremendously effective and, and variable in performance where some sometimes it worked a lot better than others. And I think some of that was all the quality control and everything else that was just lacking in those days. So what are some of the steps that you go through to try to find the the most active strains to, to help us, uh, predictably and, and the most consistently.
6: Yeah. Well, Hey, been in kind of the research arm of BASF here. We, we put these things to the test, right? All across, uh, the major soybean growing areas of the country and making sure they're performing right. And so we're teaming that in field annual yield performance up as we're continually creating a new product. Also with, you know, some of the in lab tweaks that we can make, uh, in our fermentation process to make sure we're providing uh, the highest quality of product for our end-use customers that way a grower can can rely on that consistent performance and you're exactly right the consistency and the quality of performance of these things has really changed over over time thinking back to some of those older formulations right stirring in uh, peat uh, uh, into a planter box so today we can get Really high counts of a liquid applied on the seed as a grower is getting their seed treated. Everything comes already treated on the seed. We're kind of take the the work out of it. Right? Have it applied when you're having your seed treatment applied to your soybeans. And really, one of the cool things that we've added on and see a lot of uh, great benefits with is the addition of uh, uh, with a new product we have. P Plus has the addition of a biological fungicide on it it's a EPA registered biological fungicide for the increased uh, uh, control and suppression of rhizoctonia and fusarium so as a grower is having their seed treated with a base fungicide they can also have an inoculant or ball P plus put on and with that additional biological fungicide on there they're getting activity on those common seedling diseases like Rhizoctonian Fusarium above what they get with their base fungicides. So we're providing that high quality rhizobia while also providing extra disease protection for that grower to get that seed and that seedling off to the right start.
0: You know, when you, you think about this, there there are a lot of cool things there and, and keeping those Naturals alive or those biologicals alive in the jug and and having a, a good shelf life and all those types of things uh, certainly used to be a challenge, and I'm sure it's not easy now. What are some of the things that that are being done to to improve that to improve airflow into packages or uh, anything else that that could help us keep those bugs alive longer
6: oh yeah i mean we we, we take it down to to all levels, even the way we package. Uh, so if a grower hasn't seen these things, they come packaged in kind of a a, a bladder within a box, right? Prior to the seed treatment application, and we even evaluate little things to how that bladder is stored within that box to allow airflow uh, in a semi permeable membrane around that bladder uh, because it's all it all has an impact on how long that bacteria will survive on that seed. So we know all these little tweaks that we make, uh, even at that stage, has an impact on the quality and consistency that a grower sees in their field. So that's just some of the steps that, that we take to ensure uh, that extra success for growers at the end of the day.
0: You know, as we as we put something on, like you you mentioned, Vault IP Plus, just as a good example, so I'll just build off of that. You've got multiple things there. How, how do we keep those... Uh, naturals in the lead position because there are just so many microbes out there in nature and this is something that uh, we'll, we'll get questions from time to time about okay so we're introducing I mean even if it's two million bugs per seed that that's going out there we're dropping it into where a handful of soil may have a billion microbes in it so we know there's going to be a lot of competition right away how, how do we keep those in the lead position longer
6: because that's exactly right, and that's that's a good question. And it really comes to, as you first said, right, making sure that your production uh, gives you the highest amount possible that you can get on the seed. So we do a lot of formulation work to make sure that we have, you know, you're getting billions of rhizobia uh, there on the seed, and also uh, with our biological fungicide, making sure that that product, as it's coming out of the jug, has the highest counts possible, And as you're putting it in, make sure that it's been tested. Uh, And that's where a lot of our field testing comes in uh, to make sure it can hold up uh, in these various environments that you're gonna put it in. And uh, by essentially putting it there, high concentrations on the seed, uh, you can can, uh, help a grower ensure uh, success.
0: Yeah, a lot of things go into this from development to the product, like you mentioned, to getting the product just super, super concentrated so we can deliver as many positive bugs as we can as we're putting that seed in the ground or putting that product on our plants, whatever the case may be. And uh, and then just the constant development here, we, we go from a good product like Vault where we've got rhizobia uh, bacteria that are going to help produce nitrogen for our plants to adding something more to to have a biological fungicide in the vault ip plus uh that's pretty cool because rhizoc and fusarium are, are some tough diseases out there we'll we'll take all the help we can get just and <laughs> so so thanks for that and, that's right and uh we sure appreciate having you on the show today appreciate uh, all the information and and for what you guys do thank you so much
6: thank you so much for your time today
0: You know, we're talking natural products on our show today, and we've we've hit on a few that are already on the market, and there are so many different products out there to take a look at. I I just always encourage... Uh, folks uh, when you're trying new products do some checks leave some untreated checks and just see for yourself do some root digs as we talked about before see see what kind of return you're getting because sometimes these things are subtle I mean we were just talking about inoculant and you only need a bushel and you made really good money you made a really good return on investment putting that out there and when we see some of the stressful conditions or or situations where hey we might run short of N and we've got better nodulation uh, it can could be a huge gain for you. We'll talk more about natural products coming up right after this.
1: It changes everything, so says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis, about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented season-long inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at ziway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. If you've ever wondered how the Farmall got its name, here's an abbreviated list of the jobs the Case IH Farmall can do. baling, cutting hay, feeding, hauling, loading,
2: pulling, raking, cleaning barn, mixing, feed, fertilizing, mowing, chopping, seeding, clearing, irrigating, furrowing, cultivating, hitching, digging, emergency tow, harrowing, hoisting, leading parades, excavating, grading
1: let's make it simple
0: this tractor
1: does it all so no matter what you're doing can do comes in red farmall learn more at caseih.com
7: farmall
2: when nematode pressure mounts seed applied trunemco provides assurance growers using trunemco are seeing a difference from early plant vigor to improved soybean and cotton yield impressive results are everywhere and we want to hear about yours you could win twenty thousand dollars and be named a trunemco top grower Request your starter kit at newfarm.com forward slash top grower, but don't delay. Contest ends November 30th. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited, see full rules. newfarm.com forward slash top
0: How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development. There's a lot to sort through. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop It's Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products, and we want to share with you what we've learned. For more about this free event, go to agphd.com.
1: Compromise is nice
4: Get a clean start for your next season with Valor Herbicide Brands. Always read and follow label directions.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio today, and we're talking about biological or natural products. And one of the things about manure is there, there, there's a lot more there than just fertility. And so I know a lot of folks that, that put on manure, and, and we certainly fall into that category now, think, you know what, hey, we're getting better gains than we are just out of straight fertilizer, if we do it right, if we don't overapply, if we, we get things done correctly. And i uh, got, got Nate on with us right now down in southeast Nebraska to talk a little bit through a couple of samples that, that he sent and a few questions he's got. Uh, Nate, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Uh,
8: thanks for taking the call.
0: All right. Looking at a couple of samples that that you sent via email, and boy, there's quite a difference between those two samples.
8: Yeah, and I and I know. Oh, sometimes, well, different different situations in the in the poultry department, especially years like this. Uh, but you know, they move a flock out and clean clean a barn out completely. You know, after six months, and sometimes if you know health and everything was was good, they'll kind of flip it and leave it in there for another rotation. I think that's probably the case uh, because some of those rates look like they're doubled on the, you know, potassium and some things there. Yes. Uh, We don't always get, you know, the whole story, which is not a big deal, but we send off samples to make sure, you know, it's got enough value for us to bother uh, spreading it and everything. Um, But, yeah, those were kind of, you got my list of questions there, I think.
0: Yeah, I got a few questions. I have some questions too. And one thing that I don't like about these samples is I don't see where it where it tells me how much salt there is. And that's that's one of our big concerns is how much salt we're putting out there. And uh, I know for, uh, we, we run a lot of our, and you went through a different lab, which is totally fine. Uh, when we go through uh, Midwest Labs in Omaha, they, they've got a a recommendation not to exceed 500 pounds of salt per acre per year. And uh, so on our samples, it'll tell us how much salt is in there. And a lot of times that ends up being our limiting factor, even more so than the nutrients of, it's not necessarily, okay, we need 250 pounds of N out of this. Uh, we might not be able to get there without getting up to seven or 800 pounds of salt, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's, it's always Doctor, a question. Yep. So you, you have one question of how many tons would you put on? I don't know unless I know how much salt I've got so all I can go by is is what they have for a nutrient analysis what have you done in the past for tonnage have you put on two to four ton is my guess
8: Um, we kind of we knew we weren't going to get there with the the nitrogen side and we didn't you know we didn't weren't comfortable enough really substituting pound for pound you know at all in that situation so we were looking at the dry um, the Oh, potassium and, and uh, phosphates there and stuff. Uh, so, we, um, a lot of times we'd be, you know, between a ton or two, um, just to get spread over more acres. And then just, just like this phone call, I mean, we were just trying to make sure there wasn't any negative, uh, you know, associated with putting too many tons. We know it's not as hot as chicken, which you, we've heard, you know, of guys over applying chicken litter and it gets, you know, it gets hot on a farm or something. Um, but that was kind of the the idea there was that we don't we don't get tons and tons of it. I mean we get enough for maybe two two to three hundred acres a year uh, gotcha but uh but yeah, so that's kind of why we spread it over the you know we still do our drive program and we still we just thought well, this would be a way to build you know uh build fertility up in some of these farms closer to the you know logistically
0: but. You bet yeah it is a slow yeah.
8: process kind of getting it
0: out but yeah yeah the logistics are always the fun part whenever you're doing litter or manure yeah. no doubt about that well I, I guess in terms of uh, tonnage and if, if I love 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 your strategy of let's just do a ton or two let's try and get it on more acres and get a little bit of the good stuff all over the place I think that's great because like that second sample my goodness is that hot on phosphorus and um that, that definitely would be something i'd be looking at of well where am i at and what do I want to build to you know for us we, we would like to build our soils up to about hundred parts per million of phosphorus that's where we see uh, things really starting to crank and uh, it's you can do that over time and when you've got a source like this that that can add quite a bit in one shot that's I don't have any problem with that i, I just i'm just concerned about salt and if you're just putting a ton out yep. there uh, I think we're we're in great shape on that.
8: Okay, but yeah, but that's so the limiting. I mean, uh, where you act, where you guys have used it, that salt's the big one. Is there anything yeah. else you
0: really want? Well, okay, then the other thing you mentioned about the bedding, and if they're bedding with wood chips, uh, what do you see in in these samples? I mean, do you see a lot of the wood chips? Are they really finely ground up, or or uh, are they just not even noticeable anymore? What what's that like?
8: They're kind of. Uh, I would say they're kind of broken down into almost powder i mean it almost looks sawdusty uh, okay. by the time you know they empty the barns uh, but there are uh, you know some samples like that one that's only you know half as strong or, or you know roughly in some of those categories um those will look more i mean you can see the the solid you know wood chips and they're kind of those you know quarter size type okay and then uh, i had heard and i don't know where i read this but that uh the different types of bedding can tie up your nitrogen a little bit. Absolutely. Um, And you kind of know my thinking on that. Now we're not really focused on the nitrogen side as much um, because we're not going to, I don't know, depend on that and then application and everything. You just never know how even everything ends up. I mean, this stuff is super dry and super light when it comes out of the barn. So it kind of, I mean, you can see it kind of looks like a lime application when the guys are rolling down there uh, and it's, you know, it can either be, Falling straight down, you know, with it, but if it's breezy, it just looks like, you know, you're losing some kind of just going, it's ending up in the field, it's just, you know, 100 yards away or something. So.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Well, our experience with wood chips has been they do tie up nitrogen and. Uh, so what some guys will do, if you've got a fair amount of wood chips in there is just inject some nitrogen in the soil so that, uh, down where your root system's at, there's going to be available in. If, if these, uh, are you tilling in this material or does it lay on top or how does that go? Oh, uh, depending on, yep. Depending on time
8: of year, we will always try to, you know, shot like with a VT. Well, sure. I guess they're called a VT, but like those land all like a okay. glorified disc <laughs> Okay. and, uh, and then yeah we um oh i guess yeah depending on the time of year you know and and how that works we'll try to we'll try to get it worked in and covered up um we did have everybody had a lot of wind last year uh and some guys down in our area do a lot of tillage and there was a lot of blowing uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yep. and dust and you thought man is losing a lot of fertility so we had an application done that was uh in no-till so it kind of got hung up in corn stocks but we really didn't know how much you know stuck around there's a lot of those kind of factors in on this that we we don't want to you know start taking stuff out of our dry program pound for pound just because we don't know how much you know is actually going to be there here until we do another round of soil testing and stuff here but
0: yeah yep no, I get, I get that. I, yeah, I think you're going to be fine because there is, there is nitrogen in this and, and chances are, uh, I don't know what your carbon to nitrogen ratio is in this and that'd be another thing you could have them sample for. I guess if I added anything to your test, I'd want to know the salt uh, in terms of pounds per acre or pounds per, per ton so you know how many tons you can get away with and then uh, the carbon-to-nitrogen ratio could help you out, um, just figuring, is there enough nitrogen in there that we're going to be able to overcome and have the, the microbes break all those wood chips down? If the wood chips are a powder, I'm not near as worried about it they are great big chunks of wood out there. But uh, that would be the big thing. And then right. in terms of nitrogen impact on the following crop of soybeans, we've had really nice gains. On soybeans uh, following manure applications. Uh, I know a lot of folks okay. will say, well, you've got nodules there, yes, but I, I'm going to guess you're raising better than 60 bushel beans and if you are, you're going to need supplemental and the nodules aren't probably going to be able to keep up. So, once you start getting yeah, some higher okay. yield numbers, uh, you're going to love having some nitrogen out there.
8: Okay, yep, and that was my, you read different things and I, I mean, sometimes it depends where it's coming from, but yeah, I didn't know if a little bit of nitrogen out there kind of shuts the plant down on making its own and then you know is hurting us but i mean things have been awfully good uh behind it so i didn't know i i knew we weren't hurting ourselves yet i just didn't know you know tonnage wise if we're gonna yeah, get into that where we're putting you know 50 60 80 pounds of in out there or something in different forms obviously but right if that starts to mess with that or not
0: but okay nope i think you guys are on the right track nate love what you're doing good luck okay. to you
8: sounds great All right, thank thanks. you yeah thanks a lot take care
0: you bet talking about natural or biological products on today's AG PhD radio show. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
2: It's planting season. Race against the clock season. Mistakes can't happen season. And no one helps you face it all like John Deere. Putting technology in your hands that gets you in and out of the field faster. That makes your spacing and depth more accurate, and that gives you the confidence that this season will be your best season. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash ground. Schedule your service appointment with the experts at CNB and make sure your equipment is in top shape to keep you in the field and ahead of the game. CB is your local John Deere dealer. Learn more or schedule your appointment online today at Deerequipment.com.
1: Get an extra semi load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi load. Visit farmshopmfg.com
2: for more. When nematode pressure mounts, seed applied Trunemco provides assurance. Growers using Trunemco are seeing a difference. From early plant vigor to improved soybean and cotton yield, impressive results are everywhere. And we want to hear about yours. You could win $20,000 and be named a Trunemco Top Grower. Request your starter kit at newfarm.com forward slash top grower, but don't delay. Contest ends November 30th. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited, see full rules. newfarm.com forward slash top grower.
1: It doesn't matter what you grow, how much you grow, or where you grow it. Commodity Classic is the place to discover what's next in agriculture. Join us in Orlando for America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused, educational, and agricultural experience. Preparing for the next generation. March 9th through 11th, 2023. Discover more at commodityclassic.com. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient Fluotriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions.
0: You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton Studio today, talking about biological or natural products and taking your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Got Matthew Pye with us right now with FMC. Matthew, how you doing?
5: I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me.
0: You know this is kind of interesting we're, we're talking to fmc about biological or natural products i thought you guys were supposed to be the insecticide guys or maybe the authority guys but no you're working in this platform too
5: yeah so um we're getting we're getting more involved with biologicals we've we've had some products before um that were kind of mixes such as our ethos product which is a biological plus a synthetic insecticide so not completely brand new but um but yeah, we're we're putting more emphasis on biologicals now.
0: Now you mentioned ethos, and and this has been something pretty interesting for a, a lot of farmers out there that said, "What I can get ethos in many in many cases, depending on the programs and so forth, for about the same money as capture, uh, and are hardly anything more." And that's been one of the nice things in in the naturals field. It hasn't necessarily meant you have to spend a ton of money to do it. And and I love that FMC uh, put their money where their mouth was and said, "Well, here it is, guys. Uh, put it out there. We'll we'll show you." I, I like that. Yeah, So uh, yeah, and we're, uh, we're hoping that people—oh, oh, no, go ahead, Matthew.
5: I was just going to say, and I'm, I'm hoping that people will really see, though, the, the difference that we can get from that biological added to the bifentorin, too, um, uh, doing our stand assurance program and, and just, just that what that biological brings to the table um, as well.
0: Yeah, I think it is really important that, and and you know, you talk to a lot of folks about things like that and, and you realize, gosh, there's still a lot of guys out there that really aren't getting good stand counts. They're happy just to go to a couple spots in the field and say, you know what, it looks pretty good, but uh, with technology that's coming out like drones and different things, it's getting easier and easier to to take really accurate stand counts. Uh, on a on a much bigger scale and and see differences like that uh, that that some of these products can make. Uh, so Matthew, what what are you working on now? What's what's FMC uh, bringing to the market soon or uh, or coming in the pipeline?
5: Yeah, so um, got a couple of things. So uh, we have our first pure play biological coming up, um, which is ZeroNR, which we actually introduced uh, this year. So this is a, a mix of two uh, Bacillus strains um, with some biofungicidal and bio activity uh it's really that um bio activity that differentiates it from uh ethos
0: you know the nematode piece too is a, a question that we've had from a lot of guys man this is this is really cool stuff and and uh you mentioned a couple different strains i i like the approach of uh let's let's find multiple things out here if we can too
5: yeah. Um so we've got and we've got three nematodes uh currently listed on our our labels. We've got root knot, uh lesion, and uh soybean cyst nematode. Uh so the product's mainly focused at um, soybeans uh and corn, uh but we also have a couple other uh, crops on there like uh cotton and sugar beets.
0: We get a chance to to look at zero in on our farm, and and of course with our Ag PhD field day, we get to show some of these things off. So I, I'm not exactly sure we don't have all the plans made for next year's field day, but uh, this is one of those things that you might just get a get an early look at at the Ag PhD field day too. Just to put a little plug in for ourselves, Matthew. Uh, all right, I'm excited about that. A pure bio. What what else you got coming? Um. So we have um, we also have a
5: seed treatment version. Um, we hope to have out soon and then also a couple other, um, for row crops, a couple other uh, synthetic uh, combinations with um, new biological strains, so a bifenthrin base plus some other um, uh, biologicals. Uh, and then um, we're all kind of excited about the possibilities of our, our acquisition of uh, biofera and what, what that may, may mean in the future for um, even bringing pheromones into row crops.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be neat. I, I know uh talking to uh, to other companies too, the pheromone thing is is uh uh, another avenue that naturals are, are heading down that could bring more value to our growers. Uh, Matthew, it's a lot of stuff. I know I know you're super busy, and we, we really do appreciate you talking about this. So I, I guess I would say, too, for, for our listeners, uh, Zirinar is a new one that is already out there. Uh, take a look at that. Talk to your ag retailer about that. Of course, you've heard of Ethos for, for a long time. And, um, and, yeah, just watch for these new things coming down the road. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate having you on.
5: I appreciate it, thank you.
0: You bet. got Ron Geis with Corteva with us right now. Uh, Ron, I'm assuming we're going to be talking to you, Trisha, here, but I know Corteva's got a big pipeline too of other products. I don't want to hold you up if, if you got something else you want to discuss as well.
7: Well, we certainly can focus on Nutricia, but I, I do want to overview, Darren, the overall biological um, offerings that we have. We can we, we basically categorize them into biostimulants. So those are things that are going to make your crop grow better, like Utrisha, like Sostia stress, And then the biocontrols, uh, right now uh, we have two of those, uh, Harkin. And the, the Harkin is, uh, has insect activity on corn earworm, uh, tobacco uh, budworm, and that is uh, organic certified. So you know we're kind of excited about that, especially in some of those areas with organic crops. Uh And then bexfon is for specialty products uh, potatoes and leafy vegetables that's a uh, has has fungal control on oh, things like Phytophthora and pythium and rhizoctonia uh applied into the furrow but uh yeah, the eutritia n is you know the one we're real excited about we had um, over a hundred thousand acres out two years ago in testing and and then we sold sold it uh this next year you know more than Oh, I don't know, double or triple that amount. I'm sure uh, results are slow to come in, but they're they're coming in, looking really exciting for this next
0: year. Well, not just in corn. And I've had a lot of folks ask me about you, because we talk about it here quite a bit. And, and I know we certainly featured it at the Ag PhD Field Day this year, too. Uh, we, we've been doing some research work on that product for a number of years. And the soybean piece is one that uh, we did just a few trials on soybeans this year and high yield soybeans. That looks like that might be a pretty good opportunity to help growers, too.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that corn needs nitrogen. We, You know, that's a, that's a given, right? We're going to need nitrogen for corn, and and nutrition fixes nitrogen from the air. So it's a natural fit for corn. But soybeans, Darren, how many times have you had people tell you or ask you, you know, I'm hitting this yield ceiling in soybeans. I, can't, I just can't seem to get beyond 60 or 70 bushels. You know, that comes up a lot. So where I see the best fit for soybeans Especially in high yielding soybeans uh, is a is somewhat of a later season application around r one, r two, r three flower to to uh, early seed set. and that's typically when we're out making a pass with our fungicide anyway. So why is that timing and why does that make sense? Well, we all know that we've got the soil bacteria um, the the, um, uh, the rhizobia that we you know we inoculate for. Well, that fixes nitrogen for the soybean plant, but it, it starts to, uh, those those nodules start to turn brown and stop being functional once we get into seed set. But if you look at nitrogen usage in soybeans, man, when it hits seed set, that's right when it wants to hit the gas. And that's when the soil uh, rhizobia are, are, uh, are backing off and our roots you know we're not getting new roots late in the season so they're not really exploring new new soil for new nitrogen that's where you know, we see this is a perfect fit for that Eutritia. as it starts to colonize in the plant it's it's making more and more nitrogen late in the season when, which is when we really want it and we don't want to go too early or the the bacteria in the soil uh, get kind of lazy and they don't produce the nitrogen that we want them to produce either
0: yeah, I think there's a lot of cool things out there with this. And, and sometimes we think, oh, man, this. I, I know as soon as we heard about you, Trisha, we were all about trying it out on corn because, uh, like you say, that seems like a, mm-hmm. an easy one. And uh, I, I just think there's a lot of uh, things with naturals where they can go on multiple crops, uh, super safe to work with uh, in many cases. And uh, it, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the, the OMRI certification and those types of things, there's just uh, a ton of uh, areas to discuss here. But the one that I wanted to just kind of give you some kudos on, then I got to let you run around. Because we're out of time here. Is just Corteva's done a great job looking at tank mix compatibility of what can be mixed yeah. with what, and that is so key to making these things actually perform out in the field. I, I I applaud you and your your team there, Ron. You guys are doing a great job on that.
7: Yeah, thank you. Well, there's antimicrobials, you know, things that keep algae from growing in a liquid jug. Yeah, that's been part of the problem. We just have to sort those out, and we produce a list. Uh, you know, that's available on our online or or through our ag retail, like uh, you know, like Hefty's, so that uh, we know that in advance that, that those are the things. The other thing to watch out for too, or I'm going to highlight, I should say. Nutrition goes into plant stomata, and the stomata are most open early in the morning or late in the day.
0: Hey, we so saw you're that. we have
7: the best we, luck at that time.
0: We saw that with uh, with even herbicide applications last year too. In the drought, that the early mornings, the stomata were open. It was your time to to get results. Hey, Ron, we're up against uh, the end of the show here, so I got to let you. run. look forward to talking to you again soon, Ron Geis with Corteva. Thanks for listening to our show today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.